Bonjour, hi, I'm Pascal Auclair. I hope this talk supports you in your practice. J'espère que cet enseignement vous sera aidant. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed. Vous pouvez me soutenir en cliquant sur le bouton sous ma photo. Your support is greatly appreciated. Merci. Okay, hello, bonjour, everyone, welcome. So we're here to uh, practice uh, meditation together and to uh, consider the Buddhist teaching a little bit, see how it can be uh, of help to us in our lives. Um, here we always start with... Um, uh, 25 minutes of meditation and um, a few words on what we're uh, what this practice is um, could be what could it be today um, the way I was thinking about it uh, in the last few days was um, it was in French actually Sometimes I think about this. Pra- I, th- I think about this practice a lot more in English because I've been trained in that language. But uh, for some reason, it came in my mother tongue, just strong eh? in us, the mother tongue. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the way I said in French, and I'll translate. Uh, so it was something. It felt very deeply. It was about um, le lien, refaire le lien, recréer le lien. Uh, so make. Would it be the, the link, the, the bring? Yeah, the lien. So, 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 um, as if you know, there was a yeah something. We were in relationship with something, and s- and the thread was cut, and you know, and you would lose that link, right? That uh, thread. So the practice to me seems like it's uh, maybe weaving. Ah, that might be the word. Weaving. Uh, so we get weaved again with uh, closer, intimate again with, uh, with reality, but um, with things like time. Uh, so we sit here and we become intimate with time. Whatever, you know, you might sit here and think it's going too slowly, but then you'll get to be really intimate with that feel that. Or sometimes when we meditate, time stops. Like it's, it's a different time zone, almost. Or, and so to actually be touched suddenly by time again, or, or making this um, link, or re- establishing the communication channels <laughs> again with, with um, something like self, with self, but what what is self? It's it's pretty undif- It's pretty broad. It's almost a concept. What is self in the moment? Self is a, an inner space. So to actually get acquainted again, intimate again with inner space. So often we move from a, a certain tonality inside of us. You know, but there's an inner space of impatience or an inner space of 
doubt or there's a taste of fragmentation inside or, or something or joy and we might not even know and we're moved by that or an inner space that is as the taste the flavor of um, lack as if something was lacking and that makes us do what we do and say what we say or makes us move and so here we slow down we pay attention and we become acquainted again we we become relational again with uh, we with the inner life or just space and different aspects of reality so i get acquainted again with space because when i'm in my head thinking about later and next week and 10 years ago and another f- time that could be or all these creations of my I'm not actually there in space so in practice in practicing presence in becoming sensitive attentive suddenly all these aspects of reality that are reality here and now they appear again so I become I I'm, I'm very I don't have the right words but I'm trying anyway it's mm, maybe it'll, it'll work anyway because you might get something out of that but <coughs> so suddenly I'm in relationship with space again just sitting here I'm re- in relationship with the body that I have forgotten of, or been using all day so I'm reestablishing a link with the the body with breath things that are extremely immediate and in a way very simple but very alive much more alive than our solid ideas about things or you know so another link that I feel that I'm creating uh, when I'm sitting these days and it's the same stuff that this technique is uh, is and as what I've been teaching all along if you've been here before but <coughs> just a different way of experiencing it it's wow I'm becoming uh, acquainted again with hearing like I'm recreating the link the intimacy the with hearing I'm not just using hearing to navigate the world or get information I'm actually noticing I'm touched by the fact that hearing is happening or at all possible right now. Do you see? So different aspects of life that I'm mentioning here, space, time, body or sensations, the field or river of sensations, hearing, becoming fully aware of hearing, and so allowing it seems to me like it's allowing the life life to vibrate again it was the whole time but I was too busy to notice it but suddenly I noticed oh this body is alive it's actually vibrating or vibrant or vivant alive you know there's something happening and the feel the, the, that universe of hearing also is alive. So it's about sensitivity. This is the practice of becoming sensitive to 
what's happening here. And in that process, abandoning again and again by bringing curiosity to what is actually happening here, to, to the relationship with what's happening, to the conscious relationship, to, to being conscious of what's happening, being touch-touching. In that, I'm abandoning again and again my ideas, my constructions, or cages. We could use it synonymously. All the different cages in which I got stuck cage of ideas of moi, ideas of future, ideas of... I'm letting go of these and I'm actually entering uh, the world, the world that is alive. I don't know if any of you, are, it's, a, it's a, a, a series of novels for, uh, it's actually for teens, I think. But you might have read uh, Philip Pullman. It's called The Dark Trilogy. In one of the books, and I'll finish with this and we'll meditate. In one of the books, the, the title is uh, The Subtle Knife, the title of the book. So this young uh, woman, she's a hero the heroine or the anti-heroine of the story. She gets... she. Yeah, she finds herself with this knife that is a subtle knife. And what it can do, this knife is it can cut through uh, atoms in the air or anywhere and allows her to enter a different world. And m when I was reading that novel, I couldn't help but think about this practice. And I said, I'm, giving, I'm given a subtle knife, and this nice knife can cut through my assumptions and preconceived ideas that I live in and I'm not even aware of. My world of stories that I'm telling myself about me and my people and us and them and things that I need to acquire or become, you know, to be complete, you know, all these stories. And with this tool, I'm actually cutting through and entering the world of what's happening now that I didn't have access to before. It was there the whole time, but I was too busy to actually experience it. And so that's what we're doing here. We're paying attention so that we can enter a reality that we've left a long time ago for ideas of unworthiness or whatever, you know. Inhabiting or us or occupying us. So, shall we try that? Mm -hmm. So, we're not in achieving something here and evaluating the level of failure of success. We're just discovering life. Don't have to produce anything. It's all there. And we start with uh, what appears easily, simply. And it could be sounds for you and hearing. 
and or could be the experience of being in the body the experience of this alive field of sensations and pulsations and tinglings and touching and pressure and heat cold expansions and contractions with the breath or experiences of freshness of air in lungs quality of this beingness here, of this being here, the quality of scatteredness or quietness or the quality of presence, availability, the experience of being preoccupied in allowing sounds to be known or breath to be known at some point you'll discover the state of this being, mood, the tone in there. trying to change the tone, just noticing it's like this right now, quiet like this, confused like this. Or joyful like that.
And we see if uh, the mind can be friendly in its meeting with breath or sounds or inner life. there be benevolence in the field. Maybe you'll be getting acquainted with what it is to be a thinking being. So not entranced and captured so much by the thoughts, but aware of what it is to be occupied, to be under the spell, to be captured by thoughts and ideas considerations of all kinds.
we'll become aware of what uh, cuts the link with reality. Habitual patterns of mind or obsessions will capture, kidnap attention, severe the link. Without judgment, when we notice this, we just see where can we, how can we weave the heart, the presence with reality again? Can we free it from its uh, bondage? Invite it to enter the world again of pulsations, of vibrations.
experiencing life directly. It's not our ideas about it, but life, alive now, unfolding, manifesting right now, through pressure or breath, or sounds or silence. If your eyes are closed, I invite you to uh, open them. Continue to practice for a couple of minutes with uh, eyes open. So bringing the practice maybe closer to our um, regular life. When we're awake, eyes are often open. So is it possible to be here, fully present to life? And there's plenty of it, with eyes open, feeling the body, breathing. Sensing the posture the idea of sitting, but the experience of it. And allowing hearing to still happen. And being aware that we are right now, that we are in the middle of being. And this is happening now. Notice if you're attached to your eyes being closed. Or if there can be presence with eyes open. 
I almost don't want to ring the bell, just so we can actually uh, enter in the non-formal practice with, you know, this quality of attention. But I know it's a beautiful sound, too. As many of you know, I'm very interested in this this transition moment after the meditation where we can so easily become ordinary again and lose that kind of, uh, I don't know what it is, kind of gravitas or that kind of, there's something special happening and we could easily, okay, so we've done it, so what else, you know. But still... Everything is still happening, you know, there's still, we're still being, which is a strange thing to be. To be hearing, to be breathing, to be conscious mo- mostly. And so, for me, the, this factor of investigation, of curiosity, is still very, very much welcome on the other side of uh, the formal meditation. Like, I want to be aware that we're together that there's something happening, that we're here, being alive here. Um, so that creation of a link again, that connecting again with reality in all these different ways through becoming aware of hearing, not so much of sound, huh? sounds too, but hearing. Do you see the nuance between the two? It's not that I'm aware, I can hear the sounds, but that I become aware that hearing is happening. is something particular. This is talking about human life. You know, what it is to be here now is that there's this particular kind of sensitivity that is happening. And so, staying aware of that, staying aware that we're actually sensitive to body. It's happening right now. We're touched or touching so strange that this keeps going on all the time. So in practicing this kind of awareness, what I, what I see happening is that we become really engaged with reality, the one that is happening, not the one that should be happening, but that we become really engaged. So it's about the quality of the, 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 quality of the encounter. So there's it seems to me that it develops stability of mind. That if I'm there, engaged, curious about what's happening, I become more and more steady. I'm not scattered. I'm not reactive as much. I'm like, I can't afford scatteredness or reactivity because there's something happening. I want to stay there for life happening. And so it's uh, the quality of the encounter and then what is revealed also is interesting. I never know if I'm alone in my inner world <laughs> if I can <laughs> if I can share if we can if I, I'm on the same page as you or if I can I 
at least uh, sh share well enough my world that you can gain access to a little bit of uh, of that see if there's something in there for you or not but uh, when there's this kind of attention for me what is highlighted and it's very classic in the Buddhist teachings it's central to the development of uh, wisdom and compassion is that when I'm aware of being either my being here now or our being here now that we're being here now I don't know what other words to use to describe this like aware that there's a group of people sitting in a room considering something it's such a strange situation to be in do you see what I'm talking about we're here and we're all being together we gather together and we're sitting together when I'm aware of this it becomes so clear to me that this is ephemeral this is existing it's happening now but it's so clear to me that this is absolutely ephemeral it's it's going to change in some way quickly I'm not thinking about later I'm not thinking that it'll end in uh, an hour or so I'm just aware that there's something happening here that is existent alive but it's it's, it's not going to last somehow it's, it's actually escaping all the time This, this is what I try to say when I'm saying it makes things vibrant, alive again. It's not just another meeting and what's the meeting, you know, like if I'm a little blase, it's so solid and ordinary and not worthy of being alive for, you know, or attention or care, you know. But if I'm aware like this, suddenly it becomes very precious also like the it becomes potent wow what's gonna happen I don't know what's gonna happen anything can happen yesterday evening so we uh, gathered together in another uh, place uh, and we were doing this um, little end of the year ritual that we often do and that uh, you'll be able to do here with Julie and that we'll do also at the retreat in a couple of weeks so it's this very simple ritual that you might have done for yourself or with friends or in other settings where we all um, what we did last night is we made a circle so we sat in a circle there might have been I don't know 70 people or so and uh, we put a ball in the middle and so there was the meditation like we just did and after there was a few things but the reflection on the year past what happened this year what stands out when I think about this year and so, so a bunch of reflections around this and then after we thought what do we want to um, people were invited to think about what they wanted to let go of and when they wanted to call forth for the year coming what do I want to not nurture anymore in myself that is creating trouble for myself what kind of attitudes or ways to be and, and what do I want to call uh, invite, nourish be attentive to uh, the opportunity to develop these qualities and things like this so we did this reflection and people could write on a piece of paper uh, one thing they were letting go of and one thing they were calling 
and uh, and then we actually did the um, the ritual. If people wanted to come and say in the circle, be witnessed, they could do that. I'm saying all this just to talk about the what I saw, how the meditation Sunday was uh, a live meditation in a group. So we were all sitting in circle, and people were. I tried to invite them in the best that I could in this space where actually I was saying, somebody's going to stand up. We actually don't know who's going to stand up or if somebody will stand up or not. There might be no, maybe nobody wants to share out loud what's... uh, But we actually don't know. So that's one thing that is happening is we're in a circle, we're doing something, we actually don't know what's going to happen. And if somebody comes up, we actually don't know what they're going to say. And we also have access to this life for just a few seconds. Somebody's going to stand up. They're going to come. They're going to be courageous, maybe, or vulnerable in some way, and come in a circle and read their paper. Can we be fully there for them? Because they're going to disappear in a few moments after, and somebody else will come. So that is very impermanent, you know, ephemeral, fugitive. And also... Not only that, but on a bigger scale also, this person that we're seeing that's going to come is only on the planet for a few years, like us, like every one of us, a few decades. But they're alive now. It's so interesting, now that life, the whole story of the universe, and this is the form of life. This is, and can we be there for this being? So people started coming in, and at the beginning, I could see, I think I could feel there was a kind of like, okay, interesting, you know. And the more we were going, the more like you could feel the energy. Like recognizing that there was something special. There were human beings uh, exposing themselves and sharing and trusting, you know. And, the, uh, and also the special color of how somebody stands up. And now somebody throws their paper down in the in the letting go. You know, do they let it go like this, or do they crush it before they <laughs> let it go? It was actually very interesting to watch, and it was very spontaneous. You know, and some people spoke quickly and apologizingly of like shouldn't exist, but I exist. But I'll do this. I'll exist quickly. You know, so I don't bother. <laughs> and other people were coming in and really taking in, like, wow these people are witnessing, like they're actually, they're there for me. And any version was passing by and people were, what they were letting go was a lot of universality and, you know, you could recognize almost yourself in anybody that what they were calling for, courage, confidence, compassion, of course, me too, you know. But also there was something particular. You could know there was a story. There was a story of hurt. There was a story of confusion. There was a story of wish for well-being, you know, that was uh, taking a very particular form. But what was uh, giving us access to all this vibrancy was the quality of our presence. Because if I was preoccupied with something, it's just bodies passing by, you know, it's irrelevant. But the quality of my attention was a door opening to depth and compassion and care and joy 
you know. Somebody said, I'm calling forth joy. And they, they did a little, there was a little thing in their body, like the joy was already there, you know. <laughs> so it was an opportunity to rejoice, you know, because they're like, it's there, it's there, <laughs> the body did it, you know, it's in the body, it's right there. And suddenly it was very, very vibrant, very alive, very, it felt like, wow, this is a unique moment, this is precious. But I think it was a lot because of the quality of the presence that was there. And I think that also this kind of stuff is porous. Is the link that I'm talking about is also something that we can create for each other. So when we bring this presence, we bring it for ourselves, but we bring it also for others. So there was a young man that was there, 16 years old, had decided to come with his mom. She said, he said, I want to come with you to your meditation class. So I said, yeah, why not? <laughs> you know, she was a little surprised. And after he came to see me and he said, hey, I, I really want to thank you. It, it was great. I'm going to come back, you know. <laughs> and I said, yeah, you can, you can come back. But I thought, you know, he, he actually could tune in and notice that there was, there was a quality, there was generosity. People were generous, generous with their attention. So it was creating a field of safety where people wanted suddenly to share because they could feel there was a it was vibrant it was alive it was not we were not in the field of opinions and judgments and being preoccupied by something else and half present we were more and more every second more and more present and it was uh, I think it had the quality of being healing being supportive and and after uh, that, I could feel people didn't want to go because they felt whole. They didn't feel, you know, preoccupied or fragmented. They felt whole because they were fully there. And we were offering this to each other. And this is what this practice can do. It was doing this. I'm using this example yesterday, but this is what it can do here now. This is what it can do uh, night at dinner or whatever you know being alone or with others just adding a little bit of that and I'll add a little something else is uh, <coughs> I remember doing a, a retreat where we were exploring this mainly in the form of uh, being together so there was no meditation with closed eyes or if there was it was just a couple of minutes here and there it was mostly being together in a, as a group and being together in little dyads and triads, and exploring presence, what it is like to be present. You know. And there was, uh, so we had, there was different, different uh, themes that we would explore in conversation, like in real time, what, what is intimacy, what is uh, authenticity, what, what, it, what it is not, you know, things like this, exploring aspects of uh, what I'm describing, trying to describe. And in the group, there was one person that, uh, let's say the, the, the instructions were, you're going to sit together with two, or another person or two other person, and you're going to talk about what it's like to be here now. Not about other things, other people and things like this. What it's like to be here now. And just notice how it's evolving, you know, if it, it gets intense or lovely or, you know. And when... And we would form different groups. And every time I was with this person, and I could see, I think, that it was the same with others, 
this person was not following the instructions, you know. They would, they would sit and they would say, like, hey, where are we going for lunch? You know, <laughs> like, well, we're just uh, supposed to talk about being here together, you know. Like, I love Italian. I think we should... Do- I wonder if there's an Italian close by. <laughs> and the whole time, like, going like this and everything. I was like, wow, we're supposed to talk about, like, whatever power, lack of power, or, you know, things that this person was talking about. So, have you seen this movie? Maybe tonight we, we could uh, escape and go to see the movie. <laughs> and I could see myself feeling, uh, feeling uh, you know, judgmental and annoyed and trying to avoid being in team with this person. And I could feel other people trying to be not to be in team with this person because they were like kind of staying very superficial and chattery, you know, and uh, uh, all kinds of devices not to be there, you know. And at some point, somebody asked the, the, the facilitator, so what do you do if somebody's like const- constantly like making it not happen, you know, not happen. And the, the facilitator, I really enjoyed the facilitator. Uh, he said, um, he said, I'm, I don't think it's that person who's, who's in the way. I think it's you with your opinions that it should be otherwise. You know, you're in your, your expectation, you're, you're needing it to be different than, re- than reality is in the way. And it really hit me. And then, uh, I was actually looking forward to be with this person again because I wanted to suddenly study my own mind. How, how was I abandoning my presence uh, and hooking up with expectations and uh, wantings and uh, a different reality than the rela- reality that was there? And so I started to sit with this person and do the exercise. And actually it became extremely lovely. Suddenly there was so much compassion. I was like, this person... Are not, is not going there because they can't. They, it's not possible for them. It's too, fi- uh, too uh, fearful of a place to go. And I totally understand. They want to talk about something else, not about what's here, because it's scary. And it is, you know. And I, I totally understand. So I started being really there in the field of what was happening. And we, saw, and we started laughing, and we had a great connection. And then suddenly, you know, suddenly we were able to actually do what was instructed because I was mainly in the way. I was the one creating the obstacle with the idea that it should be otherwise. And suddenly I was creating the link with reality, not with the one that should be, you know, being blocked by an idea, a preconceived idea. It's not what we should be doing. It's, hold on, what's happening here? There's a human being, they're alive. And they're organizing reality so they're safe so can I actually be there and accompany this you know and participate in a way it was very interesting to me um, so it's just another nuance I'm trying to bring to actually letting go of preconceived ideas and meeting what is there and uh Yesterday, at the end of the evening, when we finished the circle, one person said, Pascal, did you have something you facilitating, but did, did you want to let go and call something forth? And uh, I said, yeah, I wrote a little something, but because I was trying to, you know, take care of the field and etc., I didn't... But I said, there's something that really popped in my mind, and so I shared it. Uh, and I said, it's about... Um, it's about uh, 
what came to me for for um, 2017 and what I was explaining to people is that I was saying this thing that you called forth you know, I want more courage and I want to let go of resentment let's say this is not magical intention is very powerful being in a group being witness and stating things like this is extremely powerful but that's not enough what we're actually doing is we're naming our practice for the year we're saying I'm actually going to be really attentive because resentment might come back you know if it's been there <laughs> it might come back you know and uh, and I'm going to actually be on the lookout to and it's going to become a practice it's not going to disappear and, oh my god it's back I did the exercise but it's back of course it's going to be back you know or hopefully it won't but chances are pretty high <laughs> that these patterns that we let go of will show up again but what we're saying is I actually want to engage with this and become aware of instead of being entranced by and in the same way what I'm calling forth is it's not like I hope you know that it's going to land you know it's no if I want to more self-compassion or compassion I'm going to have to be on the lookout for it for opportunities to invite it for ways to feel it you know etc to recognize it in others when it's alive you know and to value it put it at the forefront of my experience. Where is it? Where can it be? What is it like when it's not there? So my own practice, I said, is about permission. It's, I want to go deeper in the permission to have life be as it is. Not that it needs my permission, life has its own rule, <laughs> but it's my inner work I'm talking about. I want to give the permission to be, for life to be as it is. And I said it, Im- it includes uh, Trump being elected for me. <laughs> and when I say that, it doesn't mean I'm not going to do anything about, like, oh, this is how it is, I'm, I'm giving permission for life to be like this, and we can oppress these people and uh, make invisible those other ones, and it's all fine. No, it's actually not fine. But this is what's happening. I want to respond to, a re- to reality as it is, not to something else, like stay all year, like insulted that reality is not behaving like I want it to be. I actually want to meet reality. And it means meeting, giving permission for a lot of imperfection in society, in others, and in myself. You know? Wow. And it doesn't mean, again, doing nothing about it. I want to be really engaged with the world, but the one that is there. I don't want to spend so much time with the one, one that is not. You know, I want to respond and, uh, creatively, wisely, uh, s- uh, strongly sometimes, quietly sometimes to the world that is happening. The, you know, I don't want another family. I want that family because it's the one I'm, I've been given with all the different members and dynamics in it. You know. I want to... I, I want to, because I feel in me often there's this, it shouldn't be like this. This is not the reality I want. And I don't want this. It's not helpful for me. What is the reality that is there? What is happening between us? What can I do about that? What's happening inside of me? What can I do about that? Not dreaming of being somebody else or experiencing something else. That's taking all my energy. 
keeps me occupied and encaged. So I want to meet that vibrancy, that world where this is what's happening, even if it's a big mess. I want to be alive in that one. You decide for yourself. Of course. Any questions or comments? Or Yeah. I was at um, a retreat at the end of last year where one of that ritual was practiced in, in some form. And I, I went to sleep afterwards thinking that there was something wrong about it, which you really helped with your word intention just now, imagining how I would like the year ahead to be or the things that I would wish for and hope for. And I remember getting into bed and thinking, now I'm all confused. This is all about grasping. And um, it left me feeling very unsettled about Mm -hmm. my understanding of being in the present. And you just fixed so much of it for me by saying, speaking that one's intention would be to have it be more like this or like that, as opposed to what I felt was a grasping of stuff that I wanted to do better or have different in my life. So thank you for the word Mm. intention today. It's very helpful reminder. Good. Thank you. Yeah, and value for me. So I'm putting value on this particular way of being. I want to find it in others. I want to celebrate it. I want to invite it. I want to find my way more into this. I want to make space for this. You know? So it's uh, practice. Also. So things might uh, come to mind to you spontaneously, like, oh, I do want to put energy into this, or I do want to not be asleep into that attitude or that way of being that has become habitual or is a pattern that's been well established in me. I want to be awake when it happens. So thank you for uh, um, for your consideration for uh, you know allowing me to, to to take so much you know use so much time and voice and to, I truly hope that uh, inside of this there's a, a little something that uh, can be of use for for us. That's the only point really that there would be something that would. Uh, you know, help us inside ourselves, but it help us also being together, take care of each other. And when I mean each other, it's not just each other of the same family, tribe, group, uh, you know, what it is, whatever it is, you know, gender or race or social, economical class or, you know, like all of, all of us means is really 
can be very, very inclusive. And it's hard work, I think. So let's take just a moment to, um, to notice what's alive. Made, um, made this uh, quality of presence that we're developing uh, before our own benefit and its clarity and its courage and honesty and balance may it be of benefit for us but also of benefit to others around us so that we can be protected by these forces in us but also protect others include and consider others so that we can all live uh, in safety and respect wish you a very good, uh, safe uh, end of the year and uh, a, a good beginning of the next one. And uh, I think I'll come back in early January 4th. Okay, so maybe, maybe I'll, see you, uh, I'll see you then. And the best to you over the holidays. Joy and uh, inner balance. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.